Welcome back to The Rollout. I'm Jeff Pratt, and joining me as always is Trent Henrich. How's it going, Trent? It's going really well. I'm just excited to get into episode 15 of The Rollout. Absolutely, man. Episode 15, a milestone. And today, we are going to be analyzing dynamic duos. We have three fun sets of rankings for you guys today. First, we'll list our top five current NFL duos. Then we'll rank our top five all-time duos. And finally, we have each come up with three hypothetical pairings that we would love to have watched. So, let's start off with the current day duos. As a disclaimer, these are quarterback and wide receiver pairings only. So, Trent, who is number five on your list of current NFL dynamic duos? Yeah, number five and four were really tough for me. I think the top three were were set in stone when I started writing out uh, my list. But at five, I ended up slotting in Tom Brady and Chris Godwin. Uh, It's really hard to gauge how well they'll do this season just because of Brady's age. He is uh, arguably the best quarterback and best player of all time in the NFL, but he's getting up there in age. And I don't know how many balls we have to throw this season, but Chris Godwin really shined with Jameis Winston last year, really came into his own. And I think he's going to pair up with Brady really well this season. And the only reason I have them at five and not any higher is because Brady would do fine without Godwin, just because they also have other threats like Mike Evans. So he would survive without Godwin but I think this duo in general is going to be very strong. Yeah, you know, I respect that choice. And I almost included Tom Brady and either Chris Godwin or Mike Evans on my list, but I left them out for the reasons you stated and also just because I couldn't decide between Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Godwin obviously had a better season last year, but Evans is the bigger target. He kind of fits the mold of what Brady likes to throw to. Just look at Rob Gronkowski, his bigger receivers. Uh, There is a good chance that Chris Godwin could play the Julian Edelman role this year for the Buccaneers. But at the end of the day, I couldn't pick between the two. That's why I left them off my list. And I think there's a good chance that they both mesh well with Brady. And that, in turn, results in them not really having a dynamic duo. More in fact, a a dynamic trio. So, yeah. yeah. I I don't blame you for that because my five and four was like, I was questioning, you know, this quarterback would survive without this wide receiver, that type of thing. It was hard for me to to, to decide to edge with just hoping that they would mesh well. Um, but I think they're going to be a strong offense no matter what. I decided to go with Godwin just based off of what I saw last season from him. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. At number five, I went with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is one of the most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. And Devontae Adams... He's really the only option he has to throw the ball to this season. For some reasons, the, for some reason, the Packers front office just didn't address the receiver position at all. Instead, they opted to take Jordan Love and A.J. Dillon in the first and second round of the draft, um, which I think really helps out Devontae Adams' case to be a top five fantasy asset, just to give a little shout out to him there this year. And uh, yeah, this is going to be a really strong dynamic duo just because Rodgers is going to rely on Adams so much. Adams reached his third straight Pro Bowl last year, despite falling three yards short of notching his second consecutive 1,000-yard season. He did miss four games with injury, so that tells you just how good he is if he almost hit the 1,000-yard mark uh, and only played 12 games. This is going to be a really good duo this year. Yeah, I'm actually surprised you had him that low, and 
I'm really excited to see who else you have on your list. Yeah, so we'll, we'll move on to that. And I'll jump to number four, and that's actually Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. And when we were talking earlier about this and making our list, that this was a name that came up, and I'm just I couldn't put them higher, even though I wanted to. Uh, I, I really consider them putting putting them at three, but I couldn't put them over the people I have at three, which you'll see later. But for me, um, Kyler Murray is one of the most exciting young prospects in football. He's a mobile quarterback with a great arm. Uh, he's got similar skills to Lamar Jackson, but at, at an arm of a starting NFL quarterback, which Lamar doesn't have yet and then he's getting one of the best if not the best receivers in the nfl in deandre hawkins this year uh we haven't really seen these guys play together at all because hawkins just got traded to arizona this offseason but i'm just going purely off of skill and the high octane passing oriented offense i know cliff kingsbury is going to run in arizona i think this is going to be a great duo this year yeah i had thought about putting them on my list too it was tough for me just because the other five duos I have, I see going into this season, my five quarterbacks being stronger than Kyler Murray just because he's going to be in his second year and he doesn't have as much, much experience as the rest of the quarterbacks on my list. But I think for future dynamic duos, they would be probably number one on my list just because of the potential there, having arguably the best wide receiver and one of the top prospects at quarterback. But going into next season, I just couldn't put them on my top five list. I think they're more the sixth or seventh for me. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, we do have differing views on how Murray's going to do this year. I picked him as my MVP favorite, uh, so that clearly shows what I think he's going to produce this year, but um, you don't think he's going to reach that level, which is perfectly fine. Uh, So let's move on to your number four, Trent. I mean, speaking of MVPs, I got one slot in at four. I got Pat Mahomes and Tyree Kill. Wow, that's was, pretty low. So he and and this is why I have them here is because it's the same scenario as Brady and Godwin. For me, if we're t- I mean I know we're doing QB wide receivers, but Pat Mahomes would be perfectly fine in that offense without Tyree Kill. He'd still have like four or five weapons, including arguably the top tight end in the NFL and a bunch of young wide receivers with a lot of speed. And he would still probably get 11 wins without Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill was a huge weapon. And yes, there would be a, a hole in the offense without him. But it would be filled pretty quickly by their other weapons. That's the only reason why I have him at four. I think Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. And I think Tyree Kill is probably a, a top five, six wide receiver. But with if you take Tyree Kill out of the situation, I think Pat Mahomes still does just fine. That's why I have them at four. That's fair. You know, I, I respect that. I have them a little higher on this list, and I'll gloss over that when I get to them. But uh, let's move on to the number three slot in our list. And at number three, I have Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Yes, Matt Ryan is not the flashiest quarterback, but he is someone who consistently produces, and he's got, in my opinion, the most talented receiver in the NFL currently in Julio Jones. These guys have just produced year in and year out for six or seven uh, consecutive seasons now. They have definitely earned the right to be a top three dynamic duo in the NFL, in my mind. Yeah, I totally agree with that statement. I think Matt Ryan and Julio deserve to be a top three duo, and they are on my list. Fair enough. So let's move on to your number three, Trent. Yeah, I have someone you've mentioned. Uh, You just had him a little bit lower. 
At three, I have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. And I have them here just because I think Aaron Rodgers, uh, mechanically and skill-wise, and, and also IQ, he's probably a top three quarterback in the NFL. And Devontae Adams, like you said, uh, he's, he's been a three-time – or he's been in the Pro Bowl three straight years. And he missed four games last year, almost put up 1,000 yards. But Devontae Adams – or Aaron Rodgers without Devontae Adams – they're nothing. They, they have to be together to be successful just because there are no other targets uh, at wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers. So take away Devontae Adams. There's no there's no offense at all, really. So yeah, I think I mean, that's, that's how important and vital Devontae Adams is to this Packers team and to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's definitely fair. I just couldn't justify putting them higher because while we all know how talented Adams is, he hasn't shown that he can consistently do it for years in and years out at this point, whereas uh, DeAndre Hopkins has for me. But you could say the same thing about Kyler Murray, I guess, is that he's heading into his second year. So it really all depends on how you look at it. Yeah, I mean, everyone's got their own opinion on it, and that's the great part about it. Yeah, absolutely. So moving on to number two on my list, I have Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. For me, I know that you said that if you take Tyreek Hill out of this offense, it still is going to be able to operate. And I think that's true, but they're nowhere near as talented without him in this lineup. He he was injured last year, had hamstring problems, missed a couple of games, and his target shares, receptions, and yard has suffered. But if you look at what he did in his prime when he and Mahomes really started to connect in 2018, he had 87 receptions for almost 1,500 yards and 12 touchdowns. This dude is the lifeline that Pat Mahomes needs. He complements him perfectly. They both play such a high-wire, tippy-toe type of football where they less love to run and gunsling it. Um, and I think that without Tyreek Hill on this offense, the Chiefs would definitely not be Super Bowl champions right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree and disagree with that just because Tyreek Hill did miss time last season that they were still winning almost all those games where Hill was out. And Pat Mahomes really didn't have an issue. But at the same time, like you said, in 2018, Tyreek Kill had his best season and Pat Mahomes had his best season. So when they're together and they're both healthy, they put up some really big numbers. Absolutely. And I understand why you didn't put them higher on this list, just because also they have to prove that they can do that on a consistent basis. One season is really not enough to put them that high, which is why I couldn't justify putting them at number one, even though I did actually consider it. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, so who's number two for you, Trent? Like you just talked about with consistency, I went with someone you've mentioned, and I'd say that they are the most consistent quarterback wide receiver duo in the NFL, and that's Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Uh, Julio Jones puts up a 1,000 yards every single season, and I think he's going to do the same thing, probably put up, 13, 1,400 yards this season. And Matt Ryan is a consistent 4,000-yard quarterback. And as a duo, they're amazing. You take Julio out of the situation, Matt Ryan's wide receiver uh, core really drops off. It goes Calvin Lilly. They've lost Sanu. They lost Hooper. So they don't really have any targets. They lose Julio. But together, if you look at their stats, they consistently both put up uh, the biggest and most consistent numbers out of I think any QB wide receiver duo in the NFL. Yeah, that's definitely fair. They are certainly the most consistent duo in the NFL, I would say. They've been doing it for years. Unfortunately, unfortunately, they just haven't been able to get the job done in the Super Bowl. 
uh, obviously choking to the Patriots. So we'll take that for us. But um, it was definitely tough for the Falcons fans to watch. Sure was. Yeah. So we're moving on to the number one spot in our top five current NFL duos. I think we both have the same same duo. So I'll just start it off because I know Trent loves to talk about these guys. Uh, I have Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, ever since he's been in the NFL, he's put up nothing but over a thousand yard receiving seasons. Drew Brees is one of the most productive quarterbacks of all time. He's thrown for five five thousand yard seasons. These guys are just monsters. Michael Thomas set the single season reception record last year. They deserve to be the number one pick. As much as I don't like Michael Thomas. Yeah, I mean, like you said, this is a no-brainer. Drew Brees and Michael Thomas are the best duo for quarterback wide receiver in the NFL. Drew Brees, arguably a top five or ten quarterback, depending on where you rank him. And Michael Thomas right now is arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, you can't – you've already said a lot about them. Last year, Michael Thomas had arguably the greatest uh, wide receiver season of all time, or at least he had um, one of the best. And Drew Brees, I think he, he he's the most consistent quarterback in the NFL. At least his accuracy wise is uh, through the roof. So putting them together, it's really hard to top. Yeah, absolutely. There's not much more to say about these two. They're definitely the prototypical standard of a dynamic duo. I agree. Yeah. So now that we're done with our top five current NFL duos, we're going to move on to our top five all-time NFL duos. And Trent, I'll let you start it off. Who's your number five? Yeah, I mean, I dug a little bit deep for this one, and, you know, you could say it's a little hometown bias, but I went with Tom Brady and Randy Moss. For me, it's the greatest quarterback of all time and a top three wide receiver all time. They didn't have that many seasons together, which is a very good reason why they shouldn't be on anyone's top five list, but their first season together was the season that Randy Moss broke the wide receiver touchdown record. I think what he get 27, Jeff, is that right? Yeah. And then Tom Brady, I think he put up 50 touchdowns or just over 50 touchdowns, which was the league record or NFL record at the time when they set that. So to put that up in one season, I'd say that's a pretty dynamic duo. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't put Tom Brady and Randy Moss on my list as much as I wanted to, just for the reason that you stated earlier. They only had one season together. All of the guys on my list have played together for, I think, at least eight seasons, maybe seven or six. But uh, they've had a lot of seasons together, and they've put up consistent results. But uh, I I don't blame you for letting your hometown bias slip in there a little bit and putting – uh, Tom Brady and Randy Moss, because if Brady had had Randy Moss for his entire career, they would easily be the number one duo, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't, I can't agree with that more. It was, it was tough. Um, it was tough to put them on, but at the same time, it was equally as tough to leave them off. That's why I put them at five. Yeah, uh, for number five, for me, I dug really deep, and I actually have Johnny Unitas and Raymond Barry. For the Baltimore Colts, Colts back in the 1950s and early 1960s, uh, when you look at the Colts at this time, they didn't have a losing record from 1957 to 1967 with Unitas and Barry on their team. They won uh, back-to-back NFL championships in 58 and 59. They only lost to Broadway Joe and the Jets in the Super Bowl a couple seasons later. These guys, they really represent exactly what it meant to have an on-field connection. 
uh, in 12 seasons together. They combined for over 9,000 yards, 600 receptions, which is very impressive considering the time and the era they played in. They were also playing in the NFL at that time, not the AFL. Uh, they both were elected to the Hall of Fame, and I think that they need to be considered one of the greatest duos of all time for sure, even though they played in an era so long ago. Yeah, um, they're going to pop up my list, and that's all I'll, all I'll say is that all right. they're yet to come. All right, fair enough. So I'll let you move on to number four then. Yeah, for me, I put a different, um, technically, Colt uh, combination here. I, I went with Manning and Harrison. Um, they're statistically probably the second or third best QB wide receiver duo of all time. Marvin Harrison put up a 1,000 yards every single season. He had Peyton Manning at quarterback. Manning, in that span, put up his biggest seasons he had in his career. They won a Super Bowl in 2006 together. And as a combo, they went 128 and 48 uh, in an 11-year span. So stats-wise, like I said, probably one of the better combinations of all time. Um, For me, they were just lacking more Super Bowl wins, I guess. Yeah, uh, Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison are going to pop up uh, later down the line in my list, but I, I do love the pick despite being a Brady fan and having Manning be his biggest rival. You had to respect what he and Marvin Harrison did uh, throughout their entire careers uh, when they were in the Colts. But yeah, number four for me, I have Steve Young and Jerry Rice. And yes, as a disclaimer, this is not the last time Jerry Rice will be showing up on this list. But when Steve Young really took hold of the 49ers, he played with Jerry Rice from 1987 to 1999. Uh, while he wasn't the best quarterback that Jerry Rice played with, they definitely compiled some pretty awe-inspiring stats. Young had um, – sorry, not Young. Rice had nearly 700 receptions, over 10,000 yards, and 85 touchdowns, catching passes from, um, uh, from Young. And they won a couple of Super Bowls. Rice broke the single-season receiving record with 1,800 yards at that point. They put together a really uh, dominant couple of seasons, and I think they deserve to be on this list. You know, I I couldn't agree with you more, and uh, they happen to be my next uh, duo on the list. Yeah, so I'll just let you talk about them then. Yeah, I I have them. For me, I have Steve Young and Jerry Rice slotted in three. Like like you touched upon, and I'll, I'll elaborate on it. I mean, statistically, they're probably the best combination ever to play in the game, at least as a duo. And as I said before in a couple other of my duos, they were lacking the Super Bowls for me. They won one Super Bowl together. I think that was the 95 season, I believe, they won a Super Bowl together. And, I mean, like you said, Jerry Rice is going to pop up later on my list as well. Uh, I just think they were lacking the Super Bowls for me. Uh, but I wish I could have watched him in person. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. I really wish I could have watched Jerry Rice in person. The dude was a monster. But, yeah, at number three for me, I actually have Troy Aikman and Michael Irving. I'm not a huge fan of the Cowboys, for, but for me, these guys had to pop them on, on my list. And I'm not sure if they're there for you. But they won three Super Bowls. They uh, When they were on this team together, the Cowboys outscored their opponents by a combined 109 and 47 from nine from 1990 to 1996 um actually sorry that that is uh 
within those three Super Bowls, they outscored their opponents 109 to 47. They connected more than 700 times for over 1,100 yards and 60 touchdowns during the 11-year run that's been together. They're both Hall of Famers. They have the stats, the Super Bowl wins, the records to, to definitely earn a top three spot, in my opinion. It's funny. I originally had them at two, and somehow they did not make it on my list after I finished Huh. It. Interesting. I guess you gave in to uh, the Brady Moss duo, huh? Yeah, I did get a little hometown bias there, but I think I slotted in um, a fair replacement. All right, so let's let's see who you have it too. Yeah, two. I have Johnny Unitas and Raymond Barry. Um, I think they're a pretty similar combination to uh, Irvin and Aikman. For me, their stretch is more impressive. Uh, they did win. Uh, a couple Super Bowls in 58 and 59. They put up some really big seasons uh, as a combination with United and Raymond Berry. Uh, he had, uh, sorry, Raymond Berry had 600 receptions and 9,200 yards. And honestly, they're both Hall of Famers. They're both, I don't know if they're unanimous votes, but they were a couple of years separated. And Johnny United to me is a top five quarterback of all time, whereas Troy Aikman doesn't even crack my top 10 list so for for me this combination is just a bit better than Aikman and Irvin was and I kind of just took them out and I threw Unitas and Barry in yeah that's fair I mean I respect it I would say that your argument about Unitas being a much better quarterback than Aikman certainly holds up but um, I would say that Michael Irvin was a much better wide receiver than Raymond Barry at his time just to compare you to that not that Michael Irving was a top five wide receiver of all time like um uh whatchamacallit like uh your quarterback was a top five quarterback of all time sorry slips into the name Johnny Unitas um but yeah I number two for me I actually had Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison who you touched upon earlier just for them they only won one Super Bowl in 2006 over the Bears but their stats were just staggering man Harrison racked up over a thousand receptions, more than 13,000 yards and 114 touchdowns for me. I wish they had won a couple more Super Bowls. That would have definitely cemented me feeling more confident about putting them in my top two, but I've gotten to see these guys play. I watched uh, a lot of videos of them doing it. Uh, Definitely a very dynamic duo in my opinion, and they deserve to be there for me. Yeah, that's that's fair. Honestly, like like I talked I talked about before, they arguably are the greatest duo of statistically um, ever to play the game for quarterbacks, wide receivers. I just had them a little lower just because they were lacking the Super Bowls. Yeah, that's fair. So, I think we have the same number one. So Trent, I'll just let you go for it. Yeah, I mean, at one I have Joe Montana and Jerry Rice, and I got a feeling you also have Joe Montana, Joe Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. Yeah, I do. So do you want to just talk about him? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit. I mean, Jerry Rice, arguably the best wide receiver of all time. I would say he definitely is the greatest wide receiver of all time. Joe Montana, top three. Really hard to, to top that combination in general. Um, I'm a big fan of what they did uh, in, their last, in their last Super Bowl victories or the last two, I guess, they won. Um, Jerry Rice and Steve Young combined for 18 catches, 363 yards, and four touchdowns, which is pretty absurd. That's crazy. Um, They blew out some teams in Super Bowls. And stats-wise, 
Jerry Rice put up a thousand yard season every single time uh, with Joe Montana. And they were just an absolutely dominant pair who could not stop winning. Yeah. I mean, there's not much more to say about that. Whenever you pair the best receiver of all time with a guy who a lot of people still argue is the best quarterback of all time, that definitely is going to be a contender for the number one dynamic duo in history. And not to mention they have the stats, the Super Bowl wins to prove it and to back up their case. They're definitely number one for me. Yeah. And they were just the most well-rounded combination for me. A lot of the other duos either had the Super Bowls or had the stats, but neither had both. This is the one co- combo with two Super Bowl wins and all the stats, and that's why I think they're a no-brainer, number one. Yeah, absolutely. So now that we've touched upon the top five current NFL duos of all time and the top five all-time duos, it's time to have a little bit of fun. These are going to be three make-your-own dynamic duos. Trent and I have come up with three hypothetical pairings that we would have loved to see and we think would definitely stack up with the five all-time duos. Uh, so, Trent, I'll let you start it off. Yeah, my first uh, duo, I'm going to call the fundamental duo. Oh, boy. I went with Drew Brees and Larry Fitzgerald. Drew Brees, the most accurate quarterback of all time. Larry Fitzgerald. I'd say the safest hands of all time. Fitz does not drop any balls. And Brees always puts the pass right where it needs to be. If I could see them in person or if anyone could see them in person, I think uh, game in and game out, they would connect 10 times a game for over 100 yards. And Larry Fitzgerald and Drew Brees, they would – I mean, Fitz would never drop a pass, and Drew Brees' completion percentage would even be higher. And he's already – the most accurate quarterback of all time. Um, So I think they'd be a very fun combination to watch. Yeah, they definitely would. And I have one of those guys in my first pairing, actually, and it's not Drew Brees. I have Larry Fitzgerald, but throwing in passes is going to be Dan Marino. For me, Marino was far before his time. At the time of his retirement, he held more than 40 NFL single season and career passing records. He had 61,000 total yards, 420 touchdown passes. The man was just a machine. In my opinion, if you stick him in this era for his entire career, he could probably match Drew Brees' record for most 5,000-yard seasons. And what better than to stick one of the most prolific passers of all time with the number two player on the all-time receptions list, Larry Fitzgerald. These guys would be a match made in heaven. Giving Marino one of the most consistent receivers of all time would only elevate his legacy for sure. It's funny. I actually had Dan Marino at first instead of Drew Brees. With Larry Fitzgerald, uh, the only thing I considered as I, w- I decided to switch it was I think Dan Marino was a more um, exciting quarterback and, and did a little bit more than Drew Brees does. So I think he would he would pair up even better with a, maybe even a freak athlete um, wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's fair. I think I think it's funny that you had him paired up with Larry Fitz at the beginning, though, first, huh? Yeah, that would have been pretty nuts if I had kept it that way. Yeah, definitely. So who's going to be your second pairing then, Trent? Yeah, my second duo I'm going to call the people's duo. I think this is the duo that, you know, everyone would want to see, and that is the greatest quarterback of all time in Tom Brady with the greatest wide receiver of all time in Jerry Rice. I don't think you can go wrong with this one. I think that they would go – they would put up arguably the the best numbers we've ever seen for any duo. Um, I think they'd win – three or four Super Bowls together. I basically 
in my mind, if they played 10 seasons together, it's basically having Tom Brady and Randy Moss together for 10 seasons, but just upgrading Randy Moss a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I had Tom Brady and Jerry Rice as my second create-your-own dynamic duo. And just to elaborate on what you said, you're putting the greatest quarterback of all time with the greatest receiver of all time. These two had to be put together, and anyone who was creating a top-three list like this, imagine how many Super Bowls Brady and the Pats would have won if the GOAT was throwing to Jerry Rice for his entire career, man. Yeah, I mean, it'd be something to watch, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So who's going to be the final third create your own dynamic duo for your Trent. I mean, if we match up here, that'd be pretty crazy because we'd almost go a three for three. Um, for me, this is what I call the electric duo. Oh, man. I went with, uh, uh, you know, so, so something you'd want to watch every Sunday. They'd be prime time football. I went with Michael Vick and Randy Moss. Okay. I think it'd be a pretty incredible duo to watch just because Michael Vick would be running the ball all the time and defense would have to really hone in on stopping him from doing uh, running with the ball as a quarterback. And they would put all that focus on Vic and Moss would be open and he could just throw it up anywhere near the vicinity of Randy Moss and he would go get it. And there may even be no cornerbacks around just because they're all focused on spying on Michael Vic as he runs up the field. So I think they'd be probably the toughest duo to stop and arguably the most exciting to watch. You know what? I came really close to having this duo. I'm not going to lie. I just couldn't put Michael Vick in there because I came up with another quarterback who, in my opinion, is just as exciting to watch, but he's not as mobile, but he certainly is a big play uh, machine, and that is Aaron Rodgers and Randy Moss. These are two huge play guys, in my opinion, they're arguably the most entertaining players to watch of all time at their respective positions. Obviously, Vic is up there, but he didn't have the longevity of his career that Aaron Rodgers has, and he's not an all-time great. You know, while Rodgers and Moss might not win championships or put up crazy statistical numbers like we know Brady and Rice would, it would be an absolute nonstop highlight factory. Yeah, you're right about that. I really think that they would be just as good as – Vic and Moss, Rodgers would be a little less agile, but the way he throws the ball would be a little bit better than Vic. So it's definitely a good replacement for Michael Vic throwing Aaron Rodgers in there. Yeah, I mean, they definitely both be fun to watch in their own ways. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a wrap for episode 15 of The Rollout. We hope you guys enjoyed, and we'll be back Monday with another episode. Stay safe out there, everyone. Oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man, oh, you know.